The greatness of a community is most accurately measured by the compassionate actions of its leaders, members, and contributors. Every week, your host, CEO of Two Small Men with Big Hearts, Stu Starkey, shines the light on a community to raise awareness of their leaders, members, and contributors. So together, we can create positive impact, inspire change, and help those in need of assistance at a grassroots level. Welcome to the community of Big Hearts. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of the Community Big Hearts with yours truly. Well, yours truly. I'm producer Ryan, but with the star of the show, Stu Starkey. Stu, how you doing, brother? I'm doing very well. I wanted to uh, first start off, as I'm sure the people that are listening, and, and I'm actually quite interested to continue to hear about your recovery um, from coronavirus. And, and a lot of curiosity is around, you know, what's it like? What's the recovery like? You know, how's the interaction with healthcare? Um, you know, when are you cleared to go and be out of the house? Are you cool with going over a few oh. of those things just for listeners first? Always, man. Absolutely. And I think it's important to share these things with people because I know there's a lot of fear and uncertainty about the virus itself. And so people, the more they know, the more at ease they can feel, the more information they hear, especially if it's firsthand coming from somebody who's had it. So uh, yes, so my recovery has been great. Um, it's been, uh, I, I will say that the challenging part is getting back to a regular rhythm of working out, of <clears throat> expecting my performance to be where it used to be. Um, I find I get myself exhausted very quickly. I get tired very fast. And um, that's just a normal symptom. They said it was, it's, it's a respiratory uh, virus, so it's going to be tougher on the lungs. So my nurse said, just be patient. Uh, she has not yet cleared me to be going out in public and, and whatever. Um, I'm meeting new people. She says, you know, I just want you to stay quarantined. You still have a cough, so we still want to be uh, aware of that. Um, she goes, but you're no longer contagious. And uh, she just wants us to maintain our regular, you know, scheduled programming of stay inside, don't go out, don't, you know, fraternize with people, don't don't go out there. So um, overall, I've been feeling good, though, man, just trying to get myself back to where I was before cardio wise. So taking Roxy for little walks, picking up the jog a little bit. So it's a little bit slow to get my cardio back. I get tired very quick, but we'll get there. We'll get there. But overall, man, I'm feeling great, feeling great mentally, feeling great physically. So I cannot complain. Life is good. Do you uh, have they done a follow up test to, to show like a negative test or like is there any talk of an antibody test to show that you uh, have this uh, antibody developed that could be useful to others? It's a great question. So I am one of the 96 people in Manitoba who have been um, deemed as recovered. However, they have not put me through a test yet and they weren't going to put me through a test. But I did get a call from my nurse saying that she wants me to come in and uh, do another test. They want to do uh, kind of a checkup and another test, which is very good news. I'm glad that they're doing that. If you're going to say someone's recovered, don't just assume and take it by word of mouth. Make sure it's confirmed. So I'm happy that they're doing that. So everybody who I think has awesome. gotten gotten um, infected by the virus, um, I'm hoping that they have a new process in place where they just will make sure that you're recovered by having a negative test. So I'll be doing that tomorrow, actually. Yeah, beautiful. Look forward to next week's uh, conversation and yeah. uh, telling everybody that you got a clear bill of health. Yes, exactly. I'm looking forward to it, my friend. I'm looking forward to it. But no, I appreciate you asking. I think it's important that uh, we do maintain that 
um, that, that, that story and share, share it with people who um, might be afraid or might just want to know a little bit more information. So I think it's good that you asked that. But uh, what I would love to talk about today, I'm seeing so much of this right now, and it really does get me excited because we're seeing so many companies out there step up. We're seeing so many companies help. And that to me is the community of big hearts in action. Taking, and you've mentioned this so many times, Stu, where we're taking our skills, what we do great as a business, as an individual, as an entrepreneur, and how can we help? How can we pay that forward into the community? So today, I'd love to talk about how this crisis is an opportunity for everyone to become a community leader if we just pivot a little bit. We're going to go into detail in terms of maybe some of those companies, and um, we'll talk a little bit more about that as we go. But I'd love to get your initial thoughts on this, on the idea that crisis is an opportunity for everyone to become a community leader if we just pivot a little bit. What are some of your initial thoughts when I introduce that subject to you? What, what, what goes through your head? Yeah, uh, thanks, Ryan. It's a, it's a great question, a topic I've been considering uh, probably a, a lot more over the last week or so. Um, for the first few weeks, I think this is probably natural for most, is that you, you really go to a place of oneself. And I think that's healthy. You have to figure out, am I safe? Am I healthy? How do I keep myself and my family safe? Um, and, and once you process that information and get some uh, security, some um, uh, comfort around that area, then I think you, you can pivot. And then you can start thinking about how you can help others outside of, of your immediate sphere. And so over the last a week or two, I've been thinking a lot more about this, especially in the last couple of days. Uh, we've been thinking about our business health and are we going to be able to make it through this as the moving volumes start to drop off naturally, less people buying homes and moving apartments. Um, and, and so far, so good in terms of our sustainability to, to make it through. And, and since we have that, we're having discussions internally. Okay. Like this is a crisis. And as you alluded to in the first uh, intro to this topic, a, a crisis is an opportunity. Uh, it's an opportunity to um, show inspired creativity, innovation, entrepreneurship, all of those things through necessity. Um, when you start to constrain uh, certain resources and, and right, what we're doing right now and what really hit me this weekend, um, I was listening to something about food shortages. Actually, uh, guests that we we're talking about potentially bringing on and thinking about, man, like there is going to be so many people that are unemployed who are living paycheck to paycheck who can now not afford food, not afford a roof over their head. And those are the, the most important things that humans can have. Um, so where, where that really hit home to me is that it's a message that we've been talking about since the start of this podcast is how do we, um, the community of big hearts, and we, two small men with big hearts, um, help in this crisis? And it goes back to that, what are we best at? Well, we do moving really well uh, in, from two small men with big hearts. So 
we can affect that shelter side that we're talking about that's in crisis. We can get people from somewhere um, that they are not safe to somewhere that they are safe. And we're able to do that a lot cheaper and better than others. Um, so where we're trying to help and what we're trying to do right now is find charity partners that need us in this time of crisis. We want to have impact. And right now, there couldn't be more important impact when people's lives are on the line and, and we're able to affect that. So um, th that's kind of where the thought process has started. And from the putting the hat on a community of big hearts, we're still developing this part of the idea, how we can um, inspire, how we can challenge other businesses, other leaders, other people to get involved in, in similar ways, identifying their, uh, specific skill sets that they can really leverage and give back once they've figured out how to make themselves safe and secure um, health-wise, resource-wise. And, and I think it is just, as we talked about a bunch, it is just so rewarding, so fulfilling. You get so much out of giving back um, when you can do that sustainably um, and, and in such an impactful time when you're talking about those basic Maslow hierarchy needs type stuff. Um, so th those are my initial thoughts. Uh, does, that, does that answer your question, Ryan? Absolutely. No, it, it definitely does. And it's great to hear what you are doing as part of Two Small Men. This is the piece that we need to continue. Well, here's, let me, let me take a step back. There's a lot of people out there who will be quick to jump on our message. And what I mean by that is mm -hmm. they will jump on it negatively in the fact that we say, ah, crisis, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for innovation, to develop, to grow, to, to, to build. But a lot of people out there are saying, no, I'm just trying to get by. I'm just trying to do my best to stay afloat, to keep my head above water. My business is going bankrupt. My family has zero income. I don't know how we're gonna pay the bills. That I am 100% empathetic with. And I think you've mentioned this, you just said this, is that when you get yourself to a stable place, then ask yourself, how can I help? And I think that's our message here. We are empathetic towards people who are struggling right now. Of course we are. But if you're in a place where you can help, no matter how big, no matter how small, you should do your part to help the community. And that's always been our message. And it's our challenge. <clears throat> is it hard? Yes, sometimes it requires us to go outside of our comfort zone, to do a little bit more. But I'm telling you that if people were to continue doing this, if, if citizens were able to do this, if uh, business leaders were able to do this, our community would be a much stronger place. And I think we're seeing that today. And I wanna make sure that um, the message coming out of this is, is positive and it's uplifting because we are seeing this in big ways and in small ways. Um, in small ways, so for example, by the way, if you are listening to this and you don't follow Stu, on LinkedIn, absolutely connect with him on LinkedIn, Stu Starkey again. And uh, over the past week, Stu, you've had some really good posts um, sharing things that individuals have done. Um, like a, a young girl, um, she lives in a townhouse and she could hear uh, her neighbor who she knows is a nurse across the way crying. And so she sends her this, she writes her, handwrites this beautiful letter and slides it underneath her door. And this nurse posts it on social media where it went, went, went viral, like wildfire. That is an example of you just stepping up to do whatever you can to support your community. 
So I know that we're hearing stories of like grocery delivery and people developing masks and respirators. And you might not have the capability to do that. But what can you do? Another story was uh, a couple a couple in uh, in England. They were getting married and they had uh, a caterer support food for 400 people. Well, there's no more uh, big celebration. So they donated those meals to uh, to to uh, nurses and healthcare professionals who don't have time to eat. They donated some of that to homeless shelters. This is an opportunity for everybody to step up and be a leader, whether you run a company or whether you don't. And that's one of the messages I want to get out of here is that anybody, anybody, a community member, community contributor, community leader, everybody and anybody has an opportunity to contribute in these times. Uh, would you agree? Yeah. Um, yeah. First, thank you. And, and anyone listening, please uh, send me a, an invite to connect on LinkedIn. Uh, the, the community is growing there quite quickly uh, and really excited to um, share thoughts with all the like-minded individuals uh, about community-related topics. And we're getting some good content from there just through feedback. Um, and, and loving the, yeah, the, the, the posts. Um, each example that we share just really gives me a boost of energy um, about what people are doing in really creative ways in these times um, where those things that they're doing really has, has big impact. And I, and I went for a walk uh, yesterday with my family and we were walking down the um, street that they close um, every Sunday and they went we're used to doing this walk and there's usually some things along the way that makes it just a little bit more of a community. But this particular Sunday was really incredible. They had um, uh, dog treats out uh, with a nice little Easter message um, for all the dogs that you could, uh, you could share with them. Uh, there was uh, a camel um, <laughs> dressed up for Easter purposes. Um, <laughs> And they they really got into it on, on this particular yard. Then just down the street, they had a, a community um, library where basically like take a, take a book, leave a book kind of thing for, for the kids. Mm. And just all these little things. And I, I just was astonished, all of these little things and how much that made me feel so proud of our community, so proud of the people that are doing these little things. And I'm sure how good it made them feel with people coming to their properties and, and just sharing that community spirit. And if we all do these little things, not only um, are we giving something, but we're actually getting something by giving. Uh, and, and I can't say that enough, especially in these times, we're going to come out of this thing a much tighter, better community. If we keep this spirit up, be proud of where you're from, be proud of your community and support those around you, and you're going to be a much better place for it. Nah. Yeah, lots. lots. I'm, I'm excited to keep posting these things this week, the things that we've been seeing around town, um, and there's lots of examples. So keep your eyes out on LinkedIn, and we'll keep sharing that. And uh, before we dig back into the companies, I just want to go back to, again, like what you can do as an individual. Um, because sometimes we might feel, again, like I've said, if, you don't, if you're not a part of a company, if you don't have employees, if you don't have resources or, or machinery or whatever, what can I do to help? You can do a lot to help. But you know what, though? If you are <clears throat> sitting down in your house and you have so much time, instead of maybe binge watching Netflix, pick up a book. Maybe read because you don't know what that stimulus will do to help you, which could actually impact your community and maybe society. 
and it's so funny. I had to share these examples on on my own social media because they're just they're 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 wonderful examples, and it provides a perspective shift to say, "Wow, you know, maybe I can use this quarantine, this pandemic, as an opportunity." And the more that we start to know that that this is an opportunity, this is an opportunity, because at first you don't hear it that way. You're so blinded by the fear, the stress, the uncertainty that you don't look at it as an opportunity. And I want us to change that narrative to plant more optimistic seeds in people's minds. So I found two really interesting examples here in that if you are able to see this as an opportunity, you can create something. And so we look back and see what previous people have done. So, for example, Mr. William Shakespeare, he went into quarantine in 1606 during this this very serious plague called the bubonic plague, pretty serious. Um, And while he was in quarantine, he sat down and wrote King Lear. Uh, Another example is Sir Isaac Newton. Sir Isaac Newton went into quarantine in 1665 during another serious plague, the Black Death, where he invented calculus. So if you're working or studying from home over the next few weeks, maybe months, doesn't, I'm not sure, Remember the example that Sir Isaac Newton set? Remember the example that Shakespeare set? Having time to study and experiment in this unstructured comfort, it proved life-changing for these individuals and for the globe, for society. So what can you do? How can you think? If you ask yourself better questions, you get yourself better answers. How are you gonna inspire yourself to help maybe your family, maybe yourself, maybe your community, maybe society? This is an opportunity to do some very deep thinking and to start creating, taking some chances, if you wish. I know it's not meant for everybody, but it's definitely meant for a lot of people. And I think this time provides a really great opportunity for individuals to step up, innovate, create, service their their, their community and society as a whole. And I love those two examples because they're just, it's like, wow, really calculus and King Lear, amazing. And both came about through pandemics, amazing. <laughs> it, uh, it makes me feel somewhat inadequate <laughs> when right? you hear about what other people are doing in their quarantine what'd you do last two weeks while you're in quarantine oh, i just i invented something called calculus it's going to change humanity i'm going for it not, not a big uh, deal what'd you do Stu? Oh, i watched tiger kingdom <laughs> um oh, yeah man. the uh the, the, there's some really special people out there that change the world and, and um uh like if, if you have the abilities to do that that's that's amazing it's far beyond uh my capacity i think uh i for my goal i just want to take you know my so uh skill sets um and and have some impact in that way and, and that's for me that that's a moving service um and some of these creative creative ideas in terms of inspiring others to give back uh, but others have much more capacity to do so in terms of resources or skills and, and that's exciting and those that um don't feel they have that just doing something, something little, um, like going out and getting groceries for a family member at risk. Uh, everything counts. And if we all act as a community, um, that's something to be very, very proud of. Look at some of the companies now that, that are doing amazing things. And this will set us up for our next episode. But you look at the companies mm-hmm. out there who have um, well-known brands like Airbnb, and Airbnb just announced a global initiative to help house 100,000 healthcare professionals, relief workers, and first responders around the world during this crisis. And they're going to waive all fees for stays arranged through this initiative. So that's a big company doing really amazing things, driving global 
impact. They have partnerships with people who are providing rooms and these people are making it available. A hundred thousand uh, um, uh, rooms. That's absolutely incredible. Um, that's just one example. We have other examples of companies that maybe you haven't heard of. Uh, Canadian company Inksmith. They're a startup that was making design and tech tools accessible for kids, but they've now pivoted to make face shields. And actually, because of this pivot, they're now hiring up to 100 new employees to meet this demand. Um, we, have an, we have other companies, for example, uh, Farmery locally. Um, they're a brewery who uh, shifted over to uh, making hand sanitizer. We've seen a lot of companies do this. Uh, Last Straw uh, Dispensary, a uh, Vaughn-based distillery, um, they are doing the exact same thing. You're seeing restaurants transition to grocery delivery service. Uh, another example, Sudwest Gyros, where they're doing uh, a buy one, give one back. So if you buy a gyro or a gyro, 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 what do you call it? How do you pronounce it? Gyro? Uh, gyro? Yeah, when I, when I see it in writing, I say gyro. Uh, when, I, when I don't, I call it a hero. I honestly hero. thought they were two different things until recently. <laughs> um, tomato, tomato, gyro, we're really, hero. <laughs> really looking forward to hopefully speaking with, with the owner over there. At, uh, uh, they're doing some pretty cool things. Well, it just so happens that, uh, you know, when you have amazing community leaders stepping up, doing amazing work in our community, they want to come on the podcast because they know what we're doing. They know the impact that we're trying to have. And uh, what I did over the weekend was I reached out to a lot of these companies. I reached out to Airbnb. I reached out to uh, Sudwest uh, Euros, Gyros. I've reached out to the CEO at Inksmith. And I've reached out to a handful of other individuals who are doing amazing work in our community under such stress, under such pressure, and they're having an impact. And so in the nature of the community of Big Hearts, when we see leaders doing this, we want to do the bragging for them uh, and we want to yeah. share their story and we want to inspire others to do the same by hearing these stories. And so in the coming week, we'll be talking to, uh, well, actually, I think we've set up our uh, first interview with uh, uh, Nicholas from Sudwest Euro and uh, their Montreal-based uh, uh, restaurant uh, chain. So we'll be talking to him on Friday. And we'll be posting that uh, next week, next Monday. So again, man, this this show... When I reached out to these people, um, they got behind it so quickly because they know what we're trying to do. They know that we're trying to double down on the importance of community. We're trying to sow seeds in the minds of society that community is important. We need to invest in our community and to challenge people to do the same. And these guests, after talking to them, they want to do the exact same thing. So they're going to be great interviews, and I can't wait to talk to them to hear their thought process and to hear the impact that they are having in their own communities which is going to be really, really fascinating to hear. Something that you taught me, uh, Ryan, is to be really proud uh, of the giving that you're doing. Um, I, I, uh, I initially found that quite awkward. Um, it felt like bragging uh, about the initiatives that we had through our company, Two Small Men, um, and you've really helped me in that area. And I want to help others because it, it's, it's um, reinforcing when a company who's doing great things um, with their platform uh, gets their message out there, they can continue to get support from the community and then give back more, which is what we're trying to do. And I realize that there's a lot of people that are giving out there that aren't getting the credit for it. And what you said was, you know, we'll do the bragging for you. Absolutely. Those people that are 
um, giving are often really humble and, and feel uncomfortable getting the message out there. So Ryan is doing a phenomenal job reaching out to those companies that are doing these great things. And I kind of dare them to say no to Ryan. He's a very convincing person. Um, <laughs> I, I couldn't say no to him about this. So um, uh, good luck, everybody. And, and we look forward to chatting with the companies out there um, that are doing these things and, and doing that um, recognition and, and in, in some ways bragging for you to get you that recognition to your business that you're using as a platform to do good uh, for your community. So really looking forward to those conversations coming up uh, on Friday and in the coming weeks. As Anyone out there who knows the businesses that are doing good things in their community uh, right now, COVID related, um, we want to get those businesses some exposure uh, for doing this. So reach out to us, uh, Stu at two small and uh, we will get back to you in quick order uh, to let you know um, what questions we have or when we can get you or them on to the podcast. Exactly right. I'm looking forward to hearing from all those stories. And again, continuing to share the message that we brought up today at the very beginning of the episode, which is this is a time for opportunity. It's a time for innovation. And it's a time for us to step up and help our community. And in the coming weeks, we're going to hear from a lot of companies and a lot of leaders who have done exactly that. Stu, my man, it's always a pleasure connecting with you and uh, talking about community. It gets me jazzed up. It gets me energized. And uh, I just love doing this. And I can't wait to uh, talk to these leaders in the coming weeks moving forward. Keep that recovery going, Ryan. Thanks for the chat. Thanks, brother. Talk soon. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Community of Big Hearts with Stu Starkey. If you know someone in your community who is a leader doing great things and driving change, a contributor who is on a passionate mission to help their community through a nonprofit or a foundation, or a community member just doing their part to make their community a better place. Please send Stu an email and let him know, and maybe they can be featured on a future episode of the Community of Big Hearts. You can email Stu at stu at twosmallmen.com. Again, that's stu at twosmallmen.com. Thank you again for listening.